Boraway Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving if you celebrated or a nice regular weekend if you didn't. Now... One of my mottos is, nothing says here comes the holidays like a disturbing horror movie about a group of dancers going nuts on acid. And my guest today, singer Zella Day, agrees. Uh, She spoke to me about her spark, Gaspar Noe's totally fucked up movie, Climax. I love horror movies, so this was a fun one for me. Um, I don't think there's anything too scary about this conversation, so you should be okay even if horror movies aren't your thing. But uh, no promises. I guess there is only one way to find out. So let's just dig right in. Quick Zella Day facts. Zella Day Kerr, known professionally as Zella Day, is an American singer, songwriter, and musician. She began recording music in her early teens, independently releasing her debut album Powered by Love in 2009. Following its success, she worked as a songwriter for BMG Publishing Group and eventually landed a Hollywood Records artist deal. In 2015, she released her major label debut, Kicker, to much acclaim, And her new album, Sunday in Heaven, was released on October 14th of this year, which means you can listen to it right now. Climax is a psychological horror film directed, written, and co-edited by Gaspar Noé, featuring an ensemble cast of 24 actors led by Sofia Boutella. Set in 1996, the film follows a French dance troupe holding a days-long rehearsal in an abandoned school. The final night of rehearsing is a success, but the group's celebratory after-party takes a dark turn when the communal bowl of sangria is spiked with LSD, sending each of the dancers into agitated, confused, and psychotic states. Sounds fun, right? Well, why don't we hear all about it? Here comes my chat with Zella Day about Climax. Do you remember 
seeing this movie for the first time or uh, getting turned on to it? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I chose it. I've been watching a lot of horror films recently and was thinking back on, you know, my favorite horror film experience I've ever had. And Gaspar Noé's Climax is definitely that film for me. I think you you can't forget the first time that you've seen any of his films. They're just so... Um, so provocative and shocking that, uh, yeah, I remember exactly where I was. And, and that's kind of, you know, in my, in my idea of, of, you know, this, this assignment being choosing something, right. That really had a profound effect on you. (laughs) Um, This movie, when I watched it in 2020, when we were all in lockdown, um, it actually like had like a physical effect on me. Like I was, you know, dealing with some heartache, like we all were. Um, and it kind of just jolted me out of this space, like with adrenaline and shock. And I was just like, wow, I don't know if anything else could have done that to me in this space. You know what I mean? Cause we're not allowed to really go out and experience the world and to experience like a world in film like that. And to be so affected was just, I don't know. I thought really amazing. Um, I'm sure you had to watch the film, right? In order to have the conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd seen it already. Um, but, uh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Cause I was thinking about that too. I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad for somebody <laughs> that maybe is not Yeah. horror films. It's just like, it's, it's pretty graphic. So yeah, I have, I have pretty broad I tastes anyway. I to but... apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, it's totally fine. And I've, I've seen um, a lot of his movies. So I kind of, I knew what to expect before getting into this one or um, at least to, to know that it was going to be pretty rough. Um, yeah. I think uh, that's interesting talking about seeing it during um, lockdown because the pace is very frenetic. Like there's stuff happening all the time and it, it ramps up as it goes along. But the feeling is quite claustrophobic because it's, you know, one space. It's everybody is stuck in this building together. And that feeling of nowhere to escape to, I mean, you know, it's the hell is other people um, adage uh, that, it, you know, just being stuck in this space, being uh having all of these issues kind of bubbling up to the surface and paranoia and and the human experience right of life and death and panic and chaos and also like euphoria right in the beginning of the film it's like it's almost like it happens in these stages of like euphoric manic and then i guess the the last that would be pain essentially um which the pandemic and lockdown kind of was like that, you know, it kind of like, man, like the manic episode of like that time, you know, in the beginning, it just was sort of confusing, right? Like you don't really know what you're on. And that's the part of the film that is kind of like, in my mind, I mean, it's, I was talking about it with a friend of mine and and they were like, you know, it's kind of like the most anti-LSD movie ever made (laughs) like to like really scare people but I think the scary part about it is that they don't know what's happening to them so when you don't know and you're out of control and you're just put in the situation um and it's affecting your consciousness that's really scary you know it would be less scary if it was voluntary you know right um 
which kind of the pandemic felt that way, you know, a little bit. I think we got to a point where we're like, oh, yeah, we're fine. This is cool. We're choosing to stay at home. <laughs> and then eventually it wasn't our choice at all. Right. And I don't know. Right. And yeah, that, that feeling of the loss of control, but also the feeling of like everything feels so surreal. I can remember walking around during the pandemic with my husband and just being like, I cannot believe that this is happening. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that we're living through this. And that kind of, um, yeah, just everything feels like you've been transported to a different world. Or like you said, it's like you're being dragged along and all of these things that are completely out of your control are just happening to you. And it's just too much to absorb at the same time. Did you, had you seen any of his films before you saw this one? Um, yeah, I have seen Enter the Void. Um, and then also Vortex. I haven't seen like, I mean, you know, they can be quite pornographic. And what I was also having this conversation too, which is really interesting, like, you know, um, where, where sex in movies and pornography meet, like what that intersection is. And, you know, he really is like a polemicist in this way, Gaspers, where it's like, you know, he's really engaging in the controversial debate and making people really think about things and, and doing it by like almost assaulting their senses, you know, it's like sensory overload. Um, but yeah, I've seen his other films. This one though, Climax is like the tamest of the films um and i think just from a narrative standpoint and also perspective um, of the camera right where there's also this like really unsettling feeling of the camera being unfazed by what's happening almost as if it is like a lens of another person and perspective which probably at the time that i was watching it felt really strange and like kind of simulating as well where you're kind of like drifting through and then you're upside down and there's all this shit happening which he also does in um enter the void where it's just like you know it's all all the perspective is happening from like the ceiling almost and it's really like nauseating sometimes you know and then you get done watching it and you're like kind of depleted which i don't know climax said that to me too where i was like what just happened to me you know, and all the kind of like sexual elements of the film too. I mean, I haven't seen Love. I know that one is really famous. It's like a 3D porn pretty much. <laughs> but um, like with Climax and the other films I have seen, uh, they're surprisingly, because of all of the graphic content, um, there's like nothing sexual feeling about them. Like at the end of like, when you're watching it, you're just like, I definitely don't feel horny. You know, it's like a really weird thing that he does to the viewer. And um, I don't know. I think it's like kind of profound. It's like not the way that I work, you know, my music and, and my creative output in the world is, is a very different perspective and approach. Um, but yeah the chaos that ensues and just like an hour of sitting down and watching a screen is like insane to me. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that is a, an interesting point. I mean, I don't know if it was like more about wanting to make a film, uh, you know, he, this was made in two weeks and, uh, probably on a very small budget. So I'm assuming part of the, you know, reigning in the visual effects and all of that kind of stuff had to do with that. But he also said, Enter the Void and Climax are kind of two sides of the same whole in that they are both dealing with kind of hallucinogenic experiences, but Enter the Void is sort of, I mean, you know, it's from a 
dead person's perspective, but it's like sort of showing you uh, from inside someone's brain what hallucinating is like. And climax is the opposite where you're just being in a room. Watching. Right. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. seeing the reaction to what's going on in their brain, but not being able to see it. And he said, he, you know, kind of got tired of people making films and TV shows where they're trying to say, oh, here we are, we're emulating uh, the experience of taking drugs. This is what it looks like. And you can't really do that. It's like, you know, people can maybe relate to it if they have taken drugs. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting to leave all of that stuff out. And still the camera work, um, like you said, uh, so amazing. And there's that like, it's like 42 minute single take after the after the credits right Right. which he does in in other films too where it kind of is like i don't know it's his way of being like now the movie is beginning right he's done all these like the character introductions and and sort of the space it's also probably my favorite choreographed scene in any movie i've ever watched um that opening you know dance dance um, scenes that the troupe does together and it really is just like an incredible combination of like every different kind of body and person and shape and size that kind of creates this one entity and it really like is so exciting to watch and it's also you feel a little nervous watching it because you know that like there's going to be an end to that and he kind of does it he like bookmarks it or bookends it right with like the credits and then it is that elongated shot that never stops for 42 minutes which is also so bizarre because there's only one one trained actress in the whole thing which is the lead actress Sophia Butella Yeah 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 um who played Sophia yeah yeah. So everyone else has just kind of, you know, been chosen and kind of thrown together in this space. And then they created the movie as they went along. So a lot of these things that feel like very visceral and raw, it's because they were, and they were almost collaborating as a group to create the story in this film, which I just think is so masterful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a way I, I don't know how improvisational any of his other films have been, but I was reading specifically about this one that he said, you know, he got people into a room, he gave them basic details, he had an idea of where the movie started and where it ended. Um, but they were asking for a script to learn lines, and he's like, no, 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 just come in and do stuff and we'll try things and whatever. And one of the things he said to people is, what would you do to shock the audience? And there, there is that element of it too, that he makes these really horrifying films, but he thinks yeah. that there's a lot of funny stuff in them and he really loves pushing people's buttons. So that's not the point of the film, but I think it's a nice uh, kind of side effect of, of what he's doing. Um, so yeah, and it definitely challenges you in that way. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's capturing a moment uncontrived, which is like what, you know, live performances are in music, you know, like when you can really capture a moment that won't ever be recreated. I mean, some people say the same things on stage every night. I don't know. And they, you know, but I the way that I perform is very much like off the cuff, you know, and I have a, a set list for sure. But then I build 
in, in the spaces in between whatever that show is asking for, depending on like what the room is. And it also kind of feels that way too with Climax where um, watching it again does not have the same effect. It's like, you know, like I, I actually watched it last night again before you and I spoke and it's probably my third time watching it or maybe fourth, because I had to like show everyone, you know, there was like a time where I was like, everyone has to see this. And then with each sitting, I was like, oh, this is totally, I wonder what they're thinking. Cause I already know what I thought the first time, but it's definitely not the same, you know, <laughs> definitely not the same mm. um, thrill. Time for a quick break. Cause somebody's got to keep the lights on around here, but we'll be right back. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, also, just, uh, you know, this this is probably a byproduct of the budget and then you know, time frame for shooting and all that kind of stuff, but no real special effects, you know, choreographed fights and all of the violence or most of the violence is implied or off screen. And there are things where, you know, people, things happen to people, but, um, the, the vast majority of, you know, he, he is pretty notorious for horrific graphic violence, like irreversible Oh, and like oh ling God. like lingering. I won't see irreversible. That's kind of like where the book stops me. Where I'm like, I don't know if I'd really be into that. And I know that he'll just like drag out a scene like so long to where it just feels. It's just like this exacerbated perversion of what is going on that makes you feel bad about yourself <laughs> for watching it. You know? Yeah, it is. It is fucking rough. Climax, I don't feel that way. Like going through it, it's just like, holy shit. You know, like it's, that's how it feels more so. Um, You know, because I also knew like in in bringing up Gaspar, like in this conversation, like there's a part of it that's like maybe a bit like cliche, you know, to be like, I'm going to choose the most notoriously like modern day, like graphic, like French new extremist <laughs> to talk about on this podcast. But I don't know. I just like in in this really pure, 
pure way have a, a real connection to that movie, you know, and the way that it was made. And also the music is so insane. I didn't, I didn't know who Giorgio Moroder was before um, Climax. Yeah. Which kind of opened up this whole other world of like, man, like the father of disco. And I didn't know. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, He's pretty amazing. And a lot of, you know, there's like music by Daft Punk and, and lots of other kind of French DJs. Irreversible was the same. He, I think Daft Punk um, or Thomas from Daft Punk um, wrote some music for that. Uh, That's and, amazing. Yeah. And I think, so cool. that, you know, that the uh, it's based on very loosely based on a true story of something similar that happened to uh, a dance troupe somewhere else in France. They did not all go crazy and start, you know, trying to kill each other. Yeah, I was trying to to read about that and and look into that, and I wasn't finding anything explicitly implying that this actually what like did happen. <laughs> They're saying like based on it, and what I was, what I'm, I don't know as far as I know, and Gaspar is just he was reading a lot of or watching a lot of um, like '90s French dance clips from dance troops you know, on YouTube and just getting inspired, which is really cool. Cause you have, um, and you have like the, in the beginning of the choreography, when everybody's doing the routine together, there are like some very, um, really cool nods to Paris is burning, um, which is really neat. You know, I think he does a really good job, um, being like referential in the most tasteful of ways. Like, you know, in the beginning of the film, they're they're interviewing right the the dancers then you have all the titles of the movies stacked around the screen and it really is him being like you know i love suspiria (laughs) suspiria was a reference for this and so was possession and so on and so forth and you can see all the titles like just around the screen which i thought was so brilliant and i don't know like such a such a cool way to be like you know, this isn't anything new that you've seen before, but I'm going to do it my way. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also thought, you know, he said whether this event actually did happen or not, it was uh, allegedly around the same time period, 95, 96. And I think that time period lends a lot to, um, the mood of this film, like, you know, starting out with VHS tapes of um, everybody's auditions and just the idea that, you know, it kind of explains why, in addition to being in the middle of nowhere in a snowstorm, that there's no way to get help because it isn't like no cell, phone. cell phones or, or anything yeah. um, mm-hmm. or, you know, laptops or tablets or whatever they would find. Um, so that really you know it's a convenient device because it means that they can you know remove all of that isn't that so it's fascinating to think that you know certain certain decades um i mean really before the invention of cell phones really i mean the 90s we had cell phones but they just weren't as like incorporated into into our daily life yet as they are now and how some decades are just more isolating than others you know, we are living in the age of connectivity. Um, and so it is like really brilliant and smart, right? That detail of like, but what would make it possible for these people not to be able to escape? You know, it used to annoy me actually, sort of like the um, the emergence of like technology and cell phones and the use of like cinema, because 
I just don't think cell phones are romantic and it can really kill the vibe for me. <laughs> but I've like, I've been sort of like, I don't know, desensitized now. Cause like, damn, a cell phone in, in Climax would really just really bring it from A level to B. <laughs> yeah. That, that idea of um, being ultra connected to, to everyone and to the entire world now in a way, I mean, this movie is also about communication and it's like taking acid has made, it's almost like a truth serum for all of these people that they're just like totally. totally unfiltered. Everything is just coming out of them and they also have no inhibitions anymore. So they're, you know, violent. They're having sex with people who they shouldn't be having sex with, you know, this guy like, <laughs> raping his sister. Um, I know, it's and, horrifying. Yeah. Uh, so really just, um, that kind of, and wouldn't, wouldn't you think that like in the beginning too, like when, when the interviews are happening, I thought it was so interesting. And, and I don't know if this was planned or if Gaspar figured out how to kind of use sort of their characters and build on them in a like un not unconventional but somehow like still strategic way because it does feel like the things that they were saying in the beginning they become be, they become these like hyper realized like intoxicated versions of sort of what you saw in the beginning which is really really amazing and scary you know, because that's kind of the point, right? At the end, what does it say? It's like death, death is an extraordinary experience. And then before it says life is an extraordinary experience. And it's kind of like the life and death of almost the consciousness, like in a way. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. But I do think that there are hints in the beginning where you're like, it's not totally surprising what ends up happening. But it is at the same time. I mean, like the kid and like the electric room, like that's not cool. No. Mom shouldn't have done that. No. Didn't expect that. That's like, that's something that Gaspar does. That's always just like, oh my God. It's like, you know what I mean? Involving like kids in like these nightmares where you're like, I can't believe he's going there right now, but he's going to go there. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's going to go there. Yeah. Not really uh, afraid to like there, no. there nothing is, is uh, taboo. Off limits. Right. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I think it takes a really like specific kind of person and character to be able to do that. Like there, you know, that's in a way it's like, man, we live in the age of cancel culture and the things that he is promoting on screen are so cancelable, but somehow he is able to kind of create these images and, and they, they live in this art house space which if you do things right, I mean, there's so many, like there's so much graphic art and every medium has been made, you know, it's like the Iggy Pops, like self-mutilating on stage, you know, back in the day where it's like, we've seen some really scary shit and, and some of it exists in the genre of art, some of it doesn't, but he has managed to keep it in this space where maybe it is, I don't know, his perspective. And that's something that you can't really like practice or train for. It's just like he, he has, and sort of, I don't know, is able to kind of use his perspective in a way that is fascinating, you know, yeah. instead of only offensive. Right. 
They, but that also makes me want to know more about how he collaborated with the people who are in this movie. And he was implying that every, all the big beats in between the beginning and the ending are their ideas or at least were some kind of collaboration. And I don't think they had much rehearsal either. So I don't know if he got basic bullet points from each of them about the horrible thing that they were going to do. And then just kind of said, as I walk into whatever space you're in, you're going to do that thing. Um, Cause with that one long continuous take, it's like, how do you cue people? How do you let people know what's going to happen? It's really fucking complicated. Um, but uh, super, super amazing as well. And also just, you know, thinking about those things like the kid being locked in the closet and people, you know, the uh, woman who gets her hair low on fire those kinds of things. I mean, oh, that, that must that have been, part. Oh. yeah, that must have been, uh, you know, taking some planning because you know you can't have that yeah. happen spontaneously. No, of course. Like there's there's cues. It actually is like, and it's probably you know part of why I love it so much too. Is it feels like theater. Like it really is. Like uh, okay, you know, it's the lights. It's like spotlight curtains up and go. And everybody is just, I mean, he has to do an amazing job of um, really making people feel very comfortable on set, you know, really comfortable and able to um, feel safe and in, in sort of their own expression. And like it, it's, it's supported because I know too, like I have friends who are actors who have gone to workshops where they're, they're the assignment is to really like go to the extreme, like really go to the extreme around other people. And for that to be kind of like the exercise of like letting yourself unravel um, and people being there to kind of like, you know, encourage you in that space, um, which had to have happened on set for Climax because there's no other way to do that. It's like, wow. It, and also nobody was intoxicated, right? Like that was another part of it where um, he was asked that question because it's really hard to tell, <laughs> you know, but um, all the dancers are pretty young. I think like between the ages of like 18 and 25. And um, what what sort of like the group response was about, you know, taking drugs or if they really had ever is that no, like because it makes you a, a worse dancer <laughs> and dancing is so competitive and so physical that um a lot of them are claiming that no, they'd never like even taken acid before. And that this, you know, performance is sort of just an idea of what that would be like and what those sensations would actually, you know, how they would physically manifest, which I think is really fascinating. And they did such a great job. Yeah. But and that's the thing is like, there are connections between dance and acting and, you know, it's all performance. And, you know, when you're dancing the way you're, expressions and how you move and how you carry yourself there are elements of acting in that but being a dancer doesn't necessarily make you a good actor and the fact that all of these totally untrained people it's like what you were saying with your friends that you know doing this exercise where you're being pushed to the extreme with people who have training and know you know what they're getting themselves into and have an idea of how to make that happen but all of these people who have no experience and have gone into this and have just been like I can do this. Whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself to this all yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Very cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. 
definitely. You know? Yes. Um, I think that is a, a good note uh, on which to finish. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> catharsis. Um, yeah, catharsis. <laughs> Gaspar, catharsis. <Yes>. No. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for, uh, for taking time for me. This yeah. Is, this has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you um, so much for talking with me about such a um, beautiful and gentle subject <laughs> yes. matter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye. Did you love that? Or did that story make you want to die? Or a bit of both? Well, I loved it. Thanks again to Zella for chatting with me. Her new album, Sunday in Heaven, is out now, and you should give it a little listen. And that's all she wrote for this week. Uh, please follow me on social media at Spark Parade all over the place. And please have a fun, exciting, and prosperous week. And until next time, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.